Hello, creative souls, and welcome back to Inner Promptings, the podcast to support and inspire your creative essence, a platform that will encourage you to listen to those gentle tugs at your soul to expand and open yourself to new possibilities. Hi, my name is Joanne Venegro Bromley, and I am so happy to have you join me today. So beautiful people, uh, it's been a while and I apologize for that, but you know how it goes. We make plans and the universe laughs. I've been going through some bumps in the road as we all do and figuring and reconfiguring my plans as always. As I had said in the past last podcast, I got cast into a wonderful play called All I Really Needed to Learn. I learned in kindergarten based on that wonderful book by Robert Fulgham. Unfortunately, I had to drop out, um, which totally broke my heart, but um, it's okay. I had to work on getting my foot repaired, and Tuesday I'm going in for surgery, so, you know, you got to take care of yourself first. So the timing just wasn't in the cards. But I did, however, want to touch on some of the wonderful lessons in this play, uh, as well as the book, and... Later on, I will interview Diane Lupo, who is the director of the play, and I hope you tune in for that and listen and go see the show because I'm telling you, it will move you, you will be delighted, and you will laugh, and you'll be inspired, and that is what good entertainment is all about and what it should do. Okay, so the show opens and you find yourself in a kindergarten class and the teacher asks all the students, who can sing? And they all excitedly put up their their hands. Ooh, 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 I can sing. Oh, I absolutely can sing. I'm the best at singing, right? They all are so excited. Um, And then uh, the teacher goes, well, what about if you didn't know the words? And they're like, oh, that's okay. I'll just make up my own words. Yeah, that's fine. And so they're just being spontaneous and, 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 and open. So then the teacher goes on to ask, okay, who can dance? Oh, 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 they all raise their hands again. I can dance. I'm really good at dancing. I have wonderful moves, right? That, that, they're all got their, their enthusiasm for it. And they're so excited. And um, I really just love their enthusiasm. And so then she goes on to ask, okay, who can draw? And they're like, oh, I can draw. And she goes, well, what if you had to draw a frog on a rocket and Mars? And they're like, oh, that's fine. I can do that. Like, it doesn't have to make any sense. It's just the fun and the excitement of doing it. And so the the scene moves on and the teacher is now asking a bunch of teenagers in high school. And they ask the same questions, you know, who can sing? And they're like, oh, no, I only sing in the shower or, oh, never. Or maybe um, who can uh, dance? Oh, man. Oh, maybe if it's a slow dance, but uh, I'm not going there. And who can draw? Oh, well, I draw in class, but I'm not very good. Like they just diminish their their talents. And then it goes on to asking adults. And you know the answers that you give. Oh, I don't have time for that, or maybe after three martinis, or uh, whatever the bevy of excuses we give ourselves. We judge ourselves before someone else might, and so we stop ourselves. And all of it, I mean, all the enthusiasm and the excitement and spontaneity is gone. It's pushed deep down, and... This is just, this, this, this kills me. It hurts me. And, and, and I deal with it too. Um, 
but we wait on it. We wait for the right circumstances. Well, guess what? There are no right circumstances. The time is now. And it's it, there's nothing more beautiful than watching someone sing from the deep recesses of their heart. It doesn't even matter if they're good. We get pulled into the excitement and the and the joy that they're feeling from just letting it all out. And just the other day, I was watching this video of this 96-year-old woman. I, I think it was some kind of event, like at an anniversary or a, a wedding, but they were doing line dancing. And she was swinging and smiling and shaking it away. And I, I, I wanted to be there. I wanted to be in that. I wanted to be her. And it's just beautiful. Now, as you have figured by now, uh, if you've been listening along, that a lot of what I talk about is very spiritual too. I am passionate about creativity because I'm passionate about life. And I believe that when you open yourself up to creative pursuits and exploration, you open yourself up to life. You retune and refine your place in the world and in all this madness that we deal with on a daily basis. You engage more with people and with nature and, and moments. You begin to use your senses more, being more alive and excited about possibilities. And I believe we can get back to that childhood enthusiasm for everything. I mean, why not try? You know, the reason that we came up with the name Artistry Collaborative is because we believe that you can decipher Try from artistry and lab from collaborative. So we're the home of TriLab because that's all we ask is that you try. That's all it takes to explore and to discover and to learn. We need to say yes more often. Yes, I can try. Yes, I can do it. Forget about how it looks. Enjoy the moment, the activity, the camaraderie of engaging in something besides your phone or your television. Now, the last time we talked, I asked you to write down five dreams and to flesh them out. So did you do it? Did you think it was silly or that you couldn't come up with anything? I mean, please tell me that wasn't your excuse because you know that's just BS. You know it. And look, if nothing changes, if you change nothing, nothing changes. You need to change it up. Now, I want to tell you a story of a class I used to teach called Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting, and it's based on a book by Lynn Grabhorn. And so part of the curriculum that I developed, I used to have my students write down five dreams. And there was this one woman who just sat there and she goes, no, I don't have any dreams. And I said, what? And she's like, no, she's like, my husband retired and I'm just about to retire and we raised our family and I'm done. That, that was it. And I said, what? I, this is what? This is the perfect time to be dreaming. This is the time that you have time to follow through on all those, those things that you've always wanted to do. So I really, I got on her and I said, come on, we're going to sit down. We're going to come up with dreams. And she's like, no, 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 I don't have it. I said, yes, you have dreams. And so the first thing I said was, come on, something. And then she finally broke down a little bit and she goes, well, you know, I did always want to go on a safari, but my husband would never go. And I go, forget him. Don't worry about him. Let, let's focus on you. And so we went through the whole thing. I said, I want you to stop watching documentaries and, and movies that involved Africa and go through the National Geographic and start cutting out pictures of giraffes and gorillas and all those wonderful things. I said, and I guarantee you, 
your husband will say to come in one day while you're watching this movie or show or whatever and say, you know what, I, I, it might be cool to go on a safari. I'm telling you, the universe works to bring you to your fullest potential. It does in the most wonderful ways. So she was like, oh, right. You know, she got a little bit on board. So I said, okay, what's your next dream? And she goes, oh no, that that's it. That That's a big one. And I'm like, yeah, and you can have more than one. I said, come on, there's gotta be something else. I said, okay, you're retiring. I said, what about a, a beach cottage? And she's like, oh, I would love to live by the beach, but my, my son would never visit. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I said, forget about your son. Let's focus on you. And so we went through the whole thing and, and we talked about the color and if it had shutters and if it had, you know, what kind of furniture was inside and, you know, was she isolated? Did she have a lot of people around? You know, was there a big deck? I mean, we really hashed it out and she got excited. And that's what I, that was the purpose of that, um, uh, activity was to get you start to think, you know, you have to put it out there what you want. You have to put it out there. It may not come in the form that you want, but you have to work towards that. So I want, that's what I want you to do. I want you, if you have not done what I asked, I want you to write down the specifics and details of every single thing that you would like. And I limited it to five, but it could be a list on a mile long. And then focus on four or five that you would like to accomplish. And, you know, put it in a time frame, but it, be open to that time frame. It doesn't matter as long as you're taking steps towards that. Okay, like, for instance, suppose you always wanted to sing. But, you know, you don't feel like you're good, a good enough singer. All right, sing in your car. Who's going to hear you, Right. Especially, well, your windows are up all the time, whether it's winter or summer, because if it's summer, you've got the air conditioner on. So sing. And if that's not comfortable, do it in your living room. You know, you know, nobody's home. I used to do this as a, a, a kid at 12, 13. I used to set up my living room and I used to pretend I was in concert and performing for thousands of people. And I had my wooden spoon and, and I just... I just loved it. That's how I spent my afternoons, album after album. So sing in your living room. Maybe once you start doing that, maybe you'll stretch out a little bit. Maybe join the church choir. Maybe do some karaoke. Um, maybe you'll want to ta start taking lessons so you feel more confident. Great. And then maybe once you start doing that, you can start going for a musical. I, I mean, the possibilities are endless. And even if you don't try out for a musical or become a singer in a lounge. It's okay. It's just getting it out. It's, 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 it's connecting to something deeper and, um, you know, make steps. Like, let's say your, your thing was to take a trip, a, you know, to Europe. Well, break it down. We know the small steps podcast that we did break it down. I mean, maybe you want to take a trip. So step one, go to the library, get books on the area that you want to visit. And step two is maybe call some travel agents and get some idea of what it costs and when it happens, when's the best time to go to the specific place. Uh, maybe the next step is figuring out a budget, how much you would need to put aside each week to get to that purpose. And then another step, sit down, make an itinerary of where you want to visit, how you want to see it, 
Do you want to go with a uh, group or do you want to just do it on your own? I mean, make the plans, let it happen. And please reach out to me, artistrycollaborative at gmail.com. It can't be any easier. I want to support you in all of your dreams. So, I, and, and guess what? New thing. We do have the website. I believe it's going up today. So you can check out that. We're going to have classes. I want to see you. I want to meet with you. I'm very excited about that. So coming up, um, I interview Diane Lupo. She is the director of that uh, show I told you about, All I Ever Needed. I learned in kindergarten and um, she does lots of things. She's a Reiki master. She is a singer, a piano player. She, she has done a lot and she's very interesting and, and I'm excited to introduce you to her and I hope that you support her and the play and the actors because uh, it, it's all great. So thank you. Hang in there, people, and keep on creating. Welcome, welcome, creative souls. I am here with Diane Lupo, um, and I met Diane because I auditioned for her. She's doing, uh, I never get this, this title do I. right. Neither do I, don't feel bad. But all I remember, all I really need to know I learned in kindergarten and as I had mentioned in a previous thing I had gotten cast and I was so excited because I love this book and I love this show and I had to drop out because I'm having foot surgery but I'm here with Diane the director and um, so let's let's talk to Diane hi Diane hi Joanne thank you for interviewing me. oh thank you thank you so so much to um, talk about how is how is the show coming it's coming along amazingly um, because you dropped out <laughs> we had a few glitches you dropped out early but early on so we recovered because I had for some reason um, added an extra cast member uh, because I liked his physical comedy someone who's never acted never other than sixth grade never been on stage before and I just knew he had the timing he had something, so he assumed all your parts. Thank God, <laughs> and he's do, he and he's the first one to be off script. Uh -huh. Imagine that. And we haven't been in the theater actually to rehearse, so we've been going into all the little private places to rehearse. So I'm excited this week. We actually get to be in theater Space. and make sure we have everything blocked correctly and get going. Yeah, you know? but it's yeah. a it's a great cast. It's a a fun play and poignant yeah it, it it is the it is i one of my things when i was um act well i i'm acting but i always not only wanted to entertain but i wanted to inspire and inform like just to make people think a little bit i'm not saying think like me i'm just saying think differently or look at things from a mind. different perspective yeah. yes and i read this book when i was in college and i just loved it and then when i saw that there was um, a play. I didn't really read the play until I saw it um, in a performance with, um, I used to bring high schools to the drama festival and yes. St. Ray's did it. And it, it was, it was at the level of Broadway. It was wow. so fabulous. And I'm like, this is, I have to do this play at some point in my life. And, um, and when I had the opportunity to be in it, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a great perspective for me later down the road to direct it. And, um, unfortunately, you know, timing is everything and it is, it is what it is. You know, I'm, I was, it wasn't meant to be this time, but I was meant to meet you. So that's all a great thing. Same here. Um, so I want to talk about 
acting and I want to talk about you said music is, was a big part of your life and so have you always felt like you were creative or did you come into well, it? Well I started piano lessons at three because my older sisters were taking piano lessons and after they were done I would go down and play their pieces and my mother so my mother started me at three so yes <laughs> my father was a singer in his before the war and oh, that wow. was his career route but then World War II happened and that changed his life, but he always sang, and music was always, my mother was a big band jazz fanatic, my father was an opera fanatic, and uh, I love jazz and blues, so we, we always had music time at dinner, you know, and everybody got to choose an album to play, remember those? Oh, wow. <laughs> the vinyl album, so we music was a big part of our family. And um, I continued in first grade, I you know, any theater production, I was in it, and any, uh, any musical activity, I was in it uh, all through school, all through high school, and uh, it was it was a huge part of my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. I knew it was my path. Yeah. So, did you go to college? Did you study? Did you go to conservatory? Well, I started uh, voice lessons. I, I I think I was thirteen. I remember I had to walk a couple of miles to the bus, go down to Providence, go up to the east side at. 13. Imagine letting a kid do that now. Yeah. And uh, so I began voice lessons early. I, I began studying at Trinity Rep with Bob Colonna when Dee Dee Cummings was there and it was a great environment. And uh, through high school, I was in the drama festivals and received a few awards and from our, we did the uh, original theater pieces in high school. So we had to, I, I wrote two years. I wrote the play, wrote the music, directed and acted. Oh, wow. <laughs> and choreographed. Some oh, of my it. God. So I was always one of those people um, to study mm -hmm. and uh, with everybody. <laughs> I, I had a lot of great teachers. I went to Berkeley for three semesters. And uh, while I was there, two of the teachers were forming a band and said, Hey, do you want to go on the road? And that oh, changed wow. my destiny. And I did. And for a year, I traveled with eight guys in the Brotherhood Band, which was a great experience. And from that, I, I knew that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to entertain. I kept thinking Broadway, but Broadway was dead back then. It was not a big deal. There was not a lot of opportunity. So I had a Vegas-style show band, and I did uh, impersonations and theater productions and a Bette Midler review for 14 years. Wow. Uh, so I did a lot of dancing, singing. I studied privately with um, John Minotti in New York and Marty Lawrence in New York and uh, my greatest teacher, Dante Pavone in Boston, who was working with the cast of Jesus Christ Superstar at the time and working in smoky nightclubs six nights a week, 50 weeks a year, I developed asthma oh. from the secondhand smoke and he saved me. That, that voice teacher saved me with his breathing techniques. So now I incorporate all of that into my life. I teach breathing. I teach a little, a little bit of voice, but um, I'm also a Reiki master teacher, and uh, I incorporate all of that into my Reiki practice. So wow. it's come full circle, I feel. And now I'm directing again. I, I started last year. Uh, actually, we performed it last year, but three years ago, we began having the experience with Roland Comtois. It was a it's a Broadway production about his near-death experience, uh, full musical. And we began with Roland not being able to even sing a note. Like he couldn't, he is, because he's a medium, it was difficult for him to hear pitch. So I worked with him for 
three years and he's doing beautifully now. The The show is great. It's, it's about to um, go back on tour in the fall. So that's another project. And then this came in. Wow. <laughs> so I'm having fun with this cast and this this piece of work because it's so different. Yeah. It's very it different. It is very different. Each scene is a whole different ball game, yeah. you know, and uh it's not like everybody has a character that they they're working on. They have a different character every scene. Right. So it's a lot even for the actors to make all these adjustments. And they do a little singing too. So Right, right. Yeah. And I know when I direct, I start off with a concept and then it just evolves as yeah. as you are working because it changes with the talent that you have and exactly. working with their their weaknesses and their strengths. And, and the flu. We've, yeah. <laughs> our cast has had the flu so the last two weeks. So, yeah, you improvise. Yeah. So have you had any surprises? Like you're like, wow, I didn't know that was there. Uh, well, there have been quite a few surprises because of the flow of this piece and uh, and because each scene, there's two acts, and I'm, I'm calling them scenes, but they're little vignettes, really. And uh, each one is so different that uh, to have a concept and then see what the actor brings in, like you said, it changes maybe what the concept is. But I, I knew this going in. And I, I'm very loose about my image. I have an idea of some particular things I definitely want to be a part of it. And some of them I hold on to and some of them I do let go. Um, but I know that it's going to have a life of its own. Mm -hmm. And my whole job is to make sure there just are not any traffic jams. So I feel I'm more of a traffic director okay. yeah, <laughs> than yeah. an acting director because the piece itself has so much energy in each scene in different kinds. Some of it is a little dark and some of it is hilarious. Right. You know, so it's blending it all and getting it to flow. And as I keep telling the cast, it's keeping the audience surprised. Yeah. You know, that's the big thing is keeping them surprised. And there's a lot of physical comedy in this too. So, um, and when you have physical comedy, you never, and I know this firsthand when I did the Bette Midler review, it was different every night. Yeah. The jokes were different every night. The choreography changed because you play off the crowd. And um, I see this happening. I have a feeling the cast is going to be very surprised <laughs> when they perform this for the first time. They're going to be amazed at how talented they are. Uh-huh. I don't think they fully realize how talented they are. Yeah. Because this is a tough piece to pull off it is it is and it you know and for those who don't are not familiar with it i mean it's just these wonderful slices of life yes um and they're they're just they just move you in so many ways and again like you said some of them are darker but they still bring you to the light you yeah. know um they may start off sad and i thought that was hilarious me being a reiki master right so <laughs> here i i, I did a, a near-death experience show just recently and now i'm doing a show about the light living in the light so i have a feeling this was god sent to yeah. me you know yeah it's just oh i, I believe everything is. is divinely timed you know like i said i'm deeply disappointed that i'm not in the show but i, I just am, know I that am too i'm disappointed <laughs> you're not <laughs> yeah but i i I, it, it just wasn't, it just wasn't the time, you know, right. um, but, um, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I hope I can hobble in and get in there and, and get to see it. But, um, you know, like I said, it, it's a show about life and, and, and the craziness of life. And it just, uh, it, he does it in such, 
I know he did a, a book called Working. Um, was it? No, that's Studs Terkel. That's somebody else. I don't know. But there's just the way it, it was written um, was just so life affirming. And well, it's something everyone at every age can relate to. Yes. And, and that's the nice part. Uh, first, I thought it was more geared for an older audience. But the more you know, I I got into it. I said, "Oh, this is this is great for teens." I I encouraged a lot of our teachers to make a plan and bring their students yes. because it's great for teens to see. Um, I think it should be toward to high contrast. school. Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, that would be I great. mean, I think one of the most profound uh, pieces is the the. Um, That's not a bad idea, Joanne. You got my wheels turning. I'm telling you, um, <laughs> hello PTO presidents everywhere. The, bring this um, in. The the. The cemetery with the uh, bench. The bench, yeah. You know, um, like I had said, I meant I lost my son two years ago, and my goal. One time, I came home, and uh, he was in construction. He was a glass glazer, but he also did construction on the side because he was laid off a lot um, because of the weather or whatever. So I came home one day, and he goes, "Mom, come outside. I want to show you something." And I went outside, and there was this huge bench. And literally no plans, no nothing. He had a saw and a nail gun and his mind. And he created this huge bench. He goes, sit in it, sit in it. And you had to like climb into it. And I'm like, Jared, this is so big. And he goes, yeah, mom. He goes, because I want you to feel like you're a kid again when you sit in it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Touch my heart. So I have a picture of it. So I have planned um, and I'm trying to work with his best friend who's in construction, but they just had a baby boy. God bless. And um, but I want to recreate that bench at City Park because we used to live in Warwick. Oh my gosh, that'd be great. As a to feel like a kid again. Yes, yeah. to feel it. And I want to put that on the plaque. You know, because he was always oh. like, hold on. He yeah. matter of fact, a couple of weeks before he passed, he goes, you know, Mom, I really don't like this growing up stuff. <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry, honey. I said, I just thought about having babies. I didn't think about them growing up into adults and having to do adult stuff. But that. That symbol of sitting and reflecting is just so powerful as opposed to a stone on the ground, you know? Exactly. You know, yeah. and so, yeah, that may seem far fetched from a high school standard, but they're losing a lot of their classmates a lot with this opioid crisis and all yeah. of that going on. And to put that in their head, to have a life that you can reflect on or to think about where you. What better age group to do that to? Yeah, than it's a, it's a, there were so many great lessons. You know, and just, the businessman in the briefcase, the businessman who's so busy he doesn't even realize this. And I've done this. You put a <laughs> coffee cup on the roof. I drove around once with a box of Tide on my roof because I was in such a hurry. And and he's oblivious to his neighbors trying to warn him because he's so involved with himself, you know. So there's so many good lessons yeah. in this and funny moments. And we have to laugh at ourselves because, like I said, I I was just like him at one point. And I, you know, you get to look at yourself and what are you going to do? You laugh about it. Right. You know, right. hopefully we grow and get out of ourselves and our egos at some point. So. And and I want to touch on the Reiki too because Reiki I say it wrong um, because uh, a lot of I just believe creativity and spirituality are combined. Um, I my passion for this is because I feel when you're doing a creative act, you are connecting to your divine. I just that's what God is. Um, and even if you don't believe in God and you believe just in a universal power, whatever mm-hmm. that is, I think creativity is essential. And I'm not saying 
because I'm going to, I teach less class. I, well, I'm beginning to teach classes and, and I don't, I'm not going to teach you how to paint. I'm going to teach you how to play. Um, because I think when you're in the process of creating, that's when you are open to inspiration exactly. and where you have to go. So I'm not trying to make a bunch of artists, which would be a great thing, but that's not the outcome. The outcome is to open up yourself to what you really, really, that's why this is called inner promptings, because we get those feelings, we get those things and we push them down, which again goes to kindergarten. You know, you're in kindergarten, everybody raises their hand. I can sing, I can dance, I right. can, you know, and then it just gets, no inhibitions. Yeah, yeah. And then it just gets pushed away. Like, no, I can't do that. No, you know, well, we become afraid of what other people will think. Yeah. yeah. My Reiki practice is called inner voice Reiki before that reason, mm -hmm. you know, I, and that's, Probably one of the biggest things I help uh, people remember is to just listen to your gut. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have a feeling about something or if something doesn't resonate with you, it doesn't feel right, if someone doesn't vibe with you, then let it go. You know, go keep moving forward because people get stuck. They think something's wrong with them. They... Uh, they they become afraid they let fear begin to rule their decision making and then they make a lot of bad decisions because of it so once we open up to that connection like you're saying and free ourselves right and that's the first thing is to just free ourselves from all those constraints those grown-up or those societal restraints then we can um tap into that energy and yeah. it's a great energy isn't it, it really is and yeah. I, I just think that we've been told so many times that you can't be free because you're being wild or you're being you know uncontrolled yeah, and behave yeah and it, 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 it. I got told that a lot in my life <laughs> I was a good girl I was I tried for perfection and you know ugh, that that you know you fall on your face a lot but um yeah uh that, that's awesome so what else is on your agenda uh, what's coming up because you seem <laughs> like a woman who's got a, her hand in a lot of pots I I do well as I said um, I'm just now beginning work with Roland again to uh, we we redesigned his play to because we first did it at the Woonsocket Stadium big huge production so we're in the process now scaling it down a bit for some smaller theaters um, that he's doing in Maryland and Connecticut um, I think Pennsylvania or New Jersey that, so he's got a little tour happening, Florida. Um, so we'll begin working actually this Wednesday, I begin working wow. with him on, on work, scaling it down and blocking it a little differently. And, uh, resuming so this voice. cast is able to just do all that or do you, how, how does that work? Well, this, a Roland's play is a cast of one. It's a one man show. And is it Roland? It's Roland. Oh. It's Roland doing the singing and Roland doing wow. the acting, which isn't, you know, really a, a lot of acting on his end because it was his story. His story, yeah. But, um, but you know how it is. You have to learn how to tell that story, which he's been telling the story about our loved ones on the other side for years and years and years as a medium. His challenge is staying focused in the present and not allowing that world to interrupt him yeah. uh, while he's singing or while he's talking. So that in and of itself is a challenge for him and for anyone directing him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, he's an, an immense, he has a great singing voice. And uh, whoever the voice teacher was who told him he would never be able to sing, I proved her wrong, totally. He can sing a cappella now, in tune. So I'm very proud of him. And I'm, um, I love the play because it really gives us hope. 
and understanding that there is more yeah. than what we see. Oh, this is, yeah. And that our loved ones are always with us. They hear us. They go through the holidays with us. They enjoy our great moments, and they're with us when we're down. So I see all that, you know, and it, it's a it's a great experience. And I have lots of Reiki on the agenda. I'm doing classes again beginning probably June and July. I want to take it easy a little bit and recuperate after this show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just want to get this off the ground and um, – because it is a musical review, uh, it's it's sometimes a musical. It's an interesting play the way it was scripted. You can do all speaking parts, mm -hmm. or you can do all musical, or you can do little bits. A combination. So yeah. we're doing a combination because the cast was so good at some of the funny parts that I had to let it go. I didn't want to have the music take away from them. And uh, so come and see it. It'll, it you'll, you'll love it. So let's give the information. It opens May 9th, May Thursday, 9th. and it, it runs, God, for three weeks. So you have lots of opportunities to see it Thursday yes. through Sunday, then Friday through Sunday, and then Thursday through Sunday again, ending, I believe it's the 27th of May. Okay. And, and this is at the Arctic Playhouse. The Arctic Playhouse. You get tickets at theyardicplayhouse.com. Very mm -hmm. easy to get to. Um, great parking. There's the post office right across the street. It's a lovely little theater. They serve free cookies and popcorn. <laughs> I know a lot of my friends were all jazzed about that. Free <laughs> popcorn. And they serve wine and beer, which a lot of my friends were jazzed about that too. So it's a, it's a lovely community of volunteers yeah all the people that work there volunteer yeah actually i just got a, an email today looking for people for this weekend to help uh, with the new space they're going to be having a new space oh, and the they new need spaces. painters and uh cop and you don't have to have great skills just you know be able to hand you know the do new place things. is centerville bank donated a building which will be the home of the new arctic playhouse which is going to blow people away yeah there's a cabaret that is almost done with a beautiful bar, a beautiful stage, nice lighting. The atmosphere is, oh, you feel like you're in a New York place. You yeah, know? It's nice. just got that jazz to it. And then the theater will be to die for. It's just beautiful. It's going, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. I've seen the pictures, and they, they're really doing it right. So I'm excited for them. If you can donate money to the Arctic Playhouse, do it. Because what they've done for that community and for so many people, I mean, tickets are only $13 in advance. Yeah. So where can you go for $13? Yeah, we would. We, we're and get free cookies and popcorn it, and entertainment. We're looking into <laughs> this other company, and the ticket was $38. I can't afford $38. No, and if you want you know to bring I mean? your family or the kids, it's... Yeah, it's, and you bring know. your kids. It, this is a family oh, event. Absolutely. It absolutely... You're going to... There are a couple of swear words, but nothing too oh, bad. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that... Nothing that you don't hear on it. TV nowadays. Exactly. So. Um, and also, Diane, how... Would you do you want to share your information so if they're interested in the Reiki or well sure I'm in a voice Reiki on Facebook or dianelupo.com uh, you can reach me either place and, okay uh, that usually Facebook private message me and uh, get a hold of me that way is yeah. the easiest way and um, or dianelupo444 at gmail.com. That's my go. email. I go. call on the angels whenever I can. Oh, I tell you, man, 444 and 333 are my best friends. There you go. There you go. Got to have them. Well, 
this is this was wonderful and I do want to give a shout out to the cast. Oh, absolutely, mind, absolutely. I have to tell you about the cast. Linda DiStefano and Maureen Noel are veteran actresses who've been in a lot of theaters, many plays. You may have seen them. They're phenomenal. Rose Racine has been acting in Massachusetts and she just recently moved to Rhode Island and she has she's a uh, I believe she plays viola. And she's a great musician. She's a good singer and actress. She brings so much life to the play. And, um, you know, I think if anyone's been to the Attic Playhouse, you also know Brittany Vieira. She's been in a, a few things and she's been in other playhouses around the state and very talented young actress. And Russ Smith has a radio program on Tuesday nights from URI. He's got the voice that I'll tell you, I was blessed that he walked in because he belonged in the Broadway production of this. Wow. Okay? And then newcomer, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Massery, who hadn't acted. He just came to the audition because his girlfriend wanted to audition and he wanted to support They were her. there when I auditioned, <laughs> yes, actually. So. Yes, they walked and, in. Um, and you throw something at Jeff and he's like, oh, yeah, I can do that. And it's done. So... Um, they're a fabulous, fabulous cast. I say they weren't put into these parts. These parts were written for them. Awesome. That's how much of a fit I feel this is for them. And I guarantee anyone who comes down is going to have a good time. Awesome. Awesome. And again, this is what I love about stretching yourself and trying something. This kid didn't do anything since, you know, grammar school. And here he is. He goes, yeah, well, it's never too late. He, yeah, it's Look at not. Me, I'm 64. And, oh. and it's like, I feel like everything's just finally. Happening. Falling into place. Yes. Yeah. I'm doing yeah. all the things I love and I'm I'm learning as I go. I'm learning new things and all the things I did from my, you know, childhood up are now being utilized. Yes. I'm like, oh yeah, I know, I know how to do that, you know. Yeah. I studied mine with Judy Gorham from the Royal Academy and um I never thought I would do it. I thought it was a there was a cute boy in the class I wanted to meet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I want to take that class. And uh now, you know, it's coming in handy. I yeah. never really used it except for maybe in my show a couple of times. But yeah. Well, that's, you know, and that's one of the things I tell my daughter is, you know, these things, you find yourself in these places and you go, why am I, I've always questioned myself, why am I here? Why am I here? Why am I in this particular, and everything that I've done in my life, even though it didn't seem like it was aligned with what I felt like, I, it always, I served have, a purpose. It did. Yeah. It did. And it builds. Yeah. It builds, right. you, you just know, gotta your repertoire. Go with the flow. You Remember really the 70s? Do. Absolutely. Go with the flow. Go with the flow, baby. <laughs> Thank you so, so much. Thank you, Joanne. And um, again, for your support. Oh, we please it. reach and out. Your prayers. In my prayers. <laughs> prayers everyone's healthy. Yes. Oh, gosh. Yes. Yes. Um, check it out. The Arctic Playhouse coming up in May. Uh, ArcticPlayhouse.com, I'm yeah. sure. Uh, get your tickets. You're going to love it. Uh, you're going to enjoy it. And if you see Diane in the audience, go. Thank her for this wonderful production. Oh, All right. Be well and keep on creating.